Hey, everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Welcome. I am so glad that you're here. On this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to building a business and a life that you love. As you know, sometimes on the podcast, I have a guest on, and today is one of those days. I am really excited to bring you this conversation. I'm talking to Katie Pearson, who is a friend of mine I met through Holy Yoga. She was in charge of the leadership training, and she just really spoke blessing over me and into me and just helped me on my walk with the Lord and um, in my time with Holy Yoga. And then interestingly enough, we've both been called into coaching. And so we tell a little bit about that story, how we ended up um, kind of being called into that around the same time. And so it's been really exciting to have Katie on this walk with me as we transitioned into this new thing that we're both doing. And she has started her own company. It's called Be New Coaching for Leadership and Life. And she has a program that starts in March. It's called She Leads, Answering the Call to Servant Leadership in Christ. And so I'm going to share that on my website. So if you want to go to greatbigyes.com, all of that will be in the show notes. But I'm just really excited for you to get to know Katie. She's just full of wisdom and experience, and she's such a good friend and a good person. So I know this conversation will bless you. Before we get to that conversation, I want to invite you into Team Yes. If you are a woman entrepreneur and you are interested in launching or growing your business, join us. It is so much fun, and it's a great place for you to get coaching and teaching on mindset and marketing, and it's a great community of women, and it's really supportive and collaborative and fun. So I know it's hard if you're starting a business on your own and you're just kind of by yourself, and you need a team behind you to support you and just encourage you and inspire you along the way. So if you want to join Team Yes, you can go to greatbigyes.com. The link is there. It's also in the bio of my Instagram account, which is at Great Big Yes. So if you're not following me over there, most of what I do is on Instagram. So it's at Great Big Yes on Instagram. So I would love to have you join Team Yes. I'm also available for one-on-one coaching for women entrepreneurs who are interested in launching or growing their business. I want to talk to you. I want to help you. I want to encourage you and get past any of those limiting thoughts that might be holding you back. So feel free to reach out to me at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com or like I said, go to greatbigyes.com and all of the links are there. So I hope to be working with you soon on a more personal basis, but I love that you're tuning in to the podcast and I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to address on the, on the podcast, coaching or teaching you'd like me to do, someone you would like me to interview. I'm open to any and all ideas. I love this platform. It's so much fun and I love having conversations with people. Okay, speaking of conversations, I do have to let you know that I've changed my mind on something. I started to have a segment on here called, wait, what? And while I love the concept of, wait, what? And I will be continuing it in some form, I will not be continuing it here on the Great Big Yes podcast. And I want to tell you the reason why. These topics that are coming up, that people are sending me emails and texts and ideas, and I have so many ideas of things I want to talk about, things that are making me pause and wonder, what is going on here, right? There's so many of them, and they're timely. And I do this podcast once a week. And so if I'm recording and I'm trying to get something together once a week, and then 
It comes out like four days later. It's already old news. And there's already something else I wish I would have talked about. I didn't think about this before jumping in, but I don't think this podcast that comes out once a week is the best format for the why, wait, what conversation. So moving forward, I will not be continuing that segment on the podcast. I only did it once. Um, What I would prefer maybe is to have a whole entire episode about this sometimes or maybe be sharing on Instagram. I'm not sure yet. I'm still forming the thought. But I did change my mind and I wanted to let you know as it was happening so you can also see as a business owner, oftentimes we have ideas, we jump in and we say we're going to do this thing and then maybe we haven't thought it through totally and we go, oh, wait a minute, I need to change my mind. And that's your prerogative. I always tell people, just try stuff. It's not that deep, right? And sometimes we need to change our mind. Sometimes we need to change our approach. Sometimes we need to change the way we're doing things. And it's all okay. So in full disclosure, I don't know what this is going to look like moving forward. But for right now, it will not be included in the Great Big Yes podcast. The other thing I realized is some of these conversations I'm having with people are just so good and so deep and so rich. I want you to stop listening to them when they're over, turn it off, and have some time to think and process. And I don't want to just jump into something that's news of the day and start talking about that. And so it just felt a little bit like it didn't fit this month or or this week as I was um, sharing Katie's podcast and I was getting ready to put something on the end here for the wait what section. It just didn't make sense. So anyway, I've changed my mind on how this is going to roll out, you guys, and I hope you're okay with that. Stay tuned for what's coming next. I do think I definitely am going to make a t-shirt that says, wait, what? And I've been sharing some over in my stories. So go ahead and follow me on Instagram at GreatBigYes and uh, more information will be coming soon. All right. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. All right. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for saying yes to being on the podcast. It's hard not to say yes to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I try to make things fun, right? So I think we're going to have a good time today. I would love for you, if you could just kind of introduce yourself and tell people what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm Katie Harrison. I live in Seattle, Washington up North and I have a, I never know whether to call it a business or a ministry. It's really both, um, coaching women for leadership and for life. And so I do a lot of one-on-one work with women, helping them really discover who God called them to be and then to fully become that woman, right? Heart, mind, soul, strength. And then I also lead trainings, um, groups um, for teams, either privately or um, bring them in-house to be new to teach them more about servant leadership and what it means to spend your life uh, serving the Lord and becoming the woman that he called you to be. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that. And I love what you said is like at the beginning when you're like, I don't know if I should call it a ministry or a business. I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with that I work with who are um, Christian women who are going into business. And a lot of what they do is ministry. Right. And so, and you and I met through a ministry, we met through Holy Yoga and I love that our, the trajectory for both of us has been to kind of go from that to coaching. And so I wanted to ask you about that too. Like, how did you decide to go into coaching? How did you like, how did it come about that? You're like, okay, I want to be a life coach. 
Right. Yeah. Great question. And, and really there's a little bit of backstory. So um, my job at Holy Yoga was life-changing in terms of really revealing to me that I am a leader and that one of my callings is to lead leaders and develop them. And so walking down that path, I, I hit a point where I realized that I wasn't receiving any more training and development, and that's really critical for leaders. So I started looking at different programs and different things um, from yoga all the way across to coaching. And this program came, um, came to me, and I just really felt like that was where God wanted me to be. And so I just, while I was still working in holy yoga, I put myself through this Christian coaching uh, training and heard the Lord say, not like audibly, but just really felt like, okay, this is your next step. As terrifying as it is, I am calling you to step out on your own, do your own thing, and really hone these skills of um, working with women one-on-one to become who God has called them to be. Okay. I love that because you were my trainer in holy yoga for leadership. And so I know how good you are at this and how it's a passion for you, but it's really a gifting for you. Like it's, it's in you, you know, and I, um, I I would love for you to share with people. Like, did you, when you were first starting out teaching leadership, even through holy yoga, did you write all the curriculum? Yeah, I did. And I was probably the most ill-equipped person I felt in my mind to do this, which I know now after studying like spiritual leaders and leadership development for a long time, that that's exactly how God intends it to be so that we're dependent on him. But I did, I wrote all of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So have you always been a writer and a student? Like what's your background? Does this make sense to you? Cause I know a lot of women when they, you know, they feel that God's like kind of nudging them into something. And then they're like, this has nothing to do with what I've done before. Or some women are like, oh, this makes total sense. Now I know why I studied that in college, but I haven't used it for 20 years. Here it comes. I'm going to use it. So what was it like for you? Is that your background writing? Um, Writing? Definitely. I have a master's in literature um, Okay. about reading and writing. I am like my spiritual gift is teaching, which means I love to study and my head just is constantly putting things together. And then I can't wait. I get so excited about sharing them with people. Yeah. Um, Really the leadership call in my life was at a young age. I was always picked as a team captain or most inspirational and had no idea why, but found myself even as a shy introvert being put into positions of influence. Mm. And so that's what I say. Like when I look back, I was perfectly equipped, but ill-equipped in terms of confidence and and in some cases, training. I, I learned so much on the job at Holy Yoga, taking women to retreat, um, you know, really being in the context of a crucible of leadership, boots on the ground. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I love hearing you say that when you were younger, you would get those awards and people would kind of see that in you and call that out. But you, and then you called yourself an introvert, which I think is really interesting because I think. Many women, if they feel like they're an introvert, maybe feel like they don't have a role in leadership or they don't have a role in, you know, creating and teaching and leading others. It's so true, Sue. And, and the truth is that the majority of successful women leaders are introverts. And yet so many women who feel a call to lead in whatever capacity, it can look like so many different things, disqualify themselves based on their lack of confidence, whether it's public speaking or just 
um, insecurity around other women. And so they don't actually fulfill what God has called them to do. Yeah. I feel like there's a misunderstanding about what an introvert or what an extrovert is. And I remember, um, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but reading the book quiet because my daughter was an introvert and I was kind of searching when she was younger. And that book was talking about how in America, a lot of people have kind of forced themselves to be extroverts because that's, what's rewarded here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes when we take the Myers-Briggs or whatever, we're taking to determine if we're an introvert or an extrovert, or even our own opinion of ourselves can be based on what kind of how society sees it, but it's really more about how you recharge, right? It's about how you, um, replenish your own self. Would you say that's right? Yes, absolutely. So that's kind of the benchmark, like, um, factor in determining if you're an introvert or an extrovert, like, how do you, how do you replenish? How do you recharge your batteries? Do you go inward? and um, take yourself out of the social world or do you go outward and um, spend time with people? And so like for myself, I, I need quiet time, whether it's in nature, going for a walk or quietly with a book, and then I'm ready to be with people again. So introverts typically love people, um, but they just need to be alone to recharge their batteries. Right. Which is me, which I think surprises a lot of people because I really do the way I recharge is there are times where I just totally shut everything down. It's almost like the house is closed up. I'm not going out for a couple of days, you know, like I need that time to just recharge and I need that quiet time too. So it's interesting because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around that. And I think one of the things you mentioned is people disqualify themselves. Yes. Big problem for a lot of reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. So what are some reasons, like when you work with people and you're coaching people in leadership, I know there's a lot of people who, like I say, I coach entrepreneurs and there's a lot of women who are like, I'm not an entrepreneur. Like, it's weird. They have this block. They can't call themselves that. Do they, do you have that same thing with leadership? I'm assuming a lot of women are like, I'm not a leader. Very much so. And I think first of all, there's a misconception about, um, what defines a leader and then um, there's an assumption that you have to have a certain amount of natural gifting in one area or another to be a leader. And the truth is that, that nobody is born a leader. Everyone needs to be developed and not just for a period of time. It's really for a lifetime. And the most effective leaders are leaders who are willing to grow and um, become, I love that word, for their entire life. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're teachable, right? I think some people think the leader is the one who knows everything, but the leader is the one who's just willing to learn. Yes. And to surround herself with other people who know more um, or who are more, who have become more in areas where she hasn't. And so it's about teamwork. It's about community. And you're right. And it's about um, that humility or that teachableness. Well, and I've heard you say before that everyone has influence in their sphere, right? In their circle. And so I think sometimes too, people think that leaders are up, you know, you have this image of them up on a stage, like talking to thousands of people, but let's talk about leadership, like everyday leadership. Like, how would you describe, because you've said that, right? Like everyone's a leader in their own 
circle of influence, or I don't know how you say it. You have a really good way of saying that. That always makes me think it's so true. Like moms are leaders, you know, friends are leaders. Uh, wife can be a leader, right? There's so many times that we have to call up our leadership in our personal lives even. Right. So it's not that um, everyone necessarily is a leader because that requires a certain amount of willingness to grow and to step into the calling, right? But everyone is called to leadership. Ooh, so I like that. Everyone is invited to the table. Mm. And like I said, many never like take their seat because either they, they disqualify themselves or someone has disqualified them that they have believed and it's usually a lie. Yes. <laughs> way too much power, but you're right. I mean, everybody has an opportunity to lead in, in her circle of influence. So whether that's at home or in the community or in the, you know, out in the marketplace or administering, um, we all have opportunities and our influence is either for, for good or for ill or, you know, for bad. So that's where that whole willingness to become a leader, which requires everything from education and equipping and, and skills to spiritual development and spiritual formation. So if somebody came to you and they said, I, I'm really interested in this and I want to learn more about leadership, um, you have a course, right? Where you teach, tell me about what you offer as a coach. How do you help people in this area? Yes. Um, so for 10 years, you know, as you mentioned, starting with holy yoga, I have been writing and teaching leadership development curriculum. And um, the last two years, I've had a four week program that I've been reworking with my friend and, and partner, uh, Carrie Strong, this last few months to turn into a six-week program. And we've called it, uh, well, we've retitled it, She Leads, Answering the Call to Servant Leadership in Christ. Mm. So six-week six week program starting March 17th. And we just are going to lead cohorts of 10 women. So there's intimacy. And it's combined with coaching if you want it. Because I really believe, and Sue, you know this, that, and this is where I've been frustrated in the past, that it's one thing to sit and teach and talk um, for two hours, and we do include a lot of experimental exercises, but it's another thing than to sit with a coach and um, who can ask the challenging questions and help you really go deeper and then apply it to your life, take action, move forward, so that you do, um, that transformation is affected in you based on what you're learning and teaching. I love that. Yeah. There's something different about, like, I love my membership. We have a group membership and it's so fun. It's awesome. There's so much collaboration and community, but mm -hmm. oftentimes people in there also want one-on-one -on -one coaching because they may discover something or something may come up and then they want time to really process that for themselves and go deeper with it. So yeah. I agree. I think, um, that's awesome. So, okay. So when you say to take action, right? Like, I think, what do you think the biggest, um, issue, maybe people that you have or the difficulty or the challenge that women that you work with have of kind of moving forward in their life. What is keeping them stuck? Ooh, that's a great question. Hard to land on just one. Right. I would say, um, can I say two? <laughs> you can say as many as you want. I know I have a million running around in my head, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Internal and external internal issue where they get stuck is lack of confidence. Yep. And, um, and so we do a lot of work around that, starting with identity, right? Starting with knowing who they are. Yep. Then external, people resistant 
to their becoming and changing and transforming. The people around us get really uncomfortable when we start growing mm-hmm. and doing things that we haven't done before. So when our attitudes and behaviors start to change, we, we bump up against external resistance. And I think a lot of women get stuck there because they don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Do you think that's because women, you know, for me, I was like for a long time, just a people pleaser. Like I wanted everyone to like me. Do you think that's part of it? Yes. That's a huge part of it. I think on some level, we're all people pleasers because the need to belong is, is so very strong. And that's why we first need to know that we belong to Christ. And we're deeply rooted in that primary calling and primary identity then our secondary callings um, become much more natural. And even your critics are deeply influenced by your commitment to authentically becoming the woman God has called you to be. Like, it's hard for critics. Wait, to- amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I feel like that is so important for people to hear. I'm going to, um, after I release this, I'll be picking that little tidbit out, possibly tweeting it. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Tweetable quote, tweetable quote, as Oprah says. Um, No, but it's so true. People are watching. And if you're living authentically in who God called you to be, Mm -hmm. that has an effect on everyone around you, even the people who may be criticizing you. Even the people that don't like you and never will are influenced by your authenticity in a positive way. Yep. Boom. That's mm-hmm. gold. Somebody needed to hear that today. <laughs> because yeah. honestly, like I feel like we're so worried about critics and what I've learned is really that's just holding me back like I'm going to be accountable for my life and my obedience to Christ. And so if I'm holding back because I'm worried about what someone says, that has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me. It's like a vertical issue between me and God. Totally. And as soon as we fall into that trap, 
we, we just cut off the process of spiritual formation and becoming more like Christ and becoming more intimate with Christ, which at the end of the day, cuts us off from fulfilling our callings, coming in, you know, entering fully into the community that he's called us to enter into and receiving the joy that really is our birthright. So it's sad. It's, it, to me, it's, it's tragic when it happens. And that's one reason I'm so passionate about doing what I do. Well, I love it. So, you know, for me, I teach a lot of women like with marketing and mindset on marketing and all of that. And a lot of times they struggle with like, I don't want to put myself out there. Like, I don't want to show up on video or I don't want to um, show my face or I don't like what is, and they're even thinking about like, what is that person that was mean to me in junior high going to say about it? And I'm like, okay, well, we're 51. So we, we can let go of junior high, but, <laughs> but it is, it's like this it's not just one person says that, like, we all have that. There's almost like someone in all of our pasts that were like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want them to see this. And I remember reading, I think it was Anne Lamott who said, um, if people wanted you to write nice about them, they would have behaved nicer. Like, (laughs) meaning you get to tell your story. Like you get to show up as you, you get to follow where God's leading you. And we have to let go of that expectation because honestly, sometimes we're disqualifying people from receiving what we're offering as well. We disqualify them before we start. We're like, oh, they're never going to like it. Or, oh, they're going to be super offended. What if we trusted that God's been working on them for the last 30 years as well? Yes. Okay. So you've done something that's so important and so true. So when I was um, working a lot with yoga teachers, I would say to them, go invite the people to your classes you think would never say yes yes and see what happens yep and it's the same is true right with mm-hmm. friendship with community with leadership um you go invite them and qualify them and see how they've changed or how it changes them just based on the fact that you saw something in them that they didn't believe in themselves yes it's like you're calling out their greatness like you're calling out their yes that's yeah. So I love, I love it. And, and in the process, what if they say no, then God's working on you. Like nothing's a failure. It's all learning. It's true. But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I was just no. talking to my husband this morning about marketing and you're, and you know so much about this, but like, it's a slow drip too. Like we don't know when someone's going to be ready for our guys, but if they know we're there and who we are and that we're trustworthy because we're authentic, well, when it's, you know, when it's appropriate in their life, they may just show up at the door. And it, it often surprises me how people find me and and why. And I feel that the Lord's just working on things all the time that I will never fully understand. And I like that. Yes. <laughs> well, and his plans are better than ours anyway. Like we'll put limits on things. We'll say, oh, I hope this happens. And he's got something way bigger and better planned. Always. Yeah. Always so does. tell me about why you named it, uh, your company Be New. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that one up for her, everybody. Um, so back, oh gosh. Okay. It's been years now, probably 16 years ago. I wanted to start, oh, I wanted to open a yoga studio and the name I'm a word person, right? Yeah. In writing, uh, the name was really important to me and I was stuck. So when they were sitting in church and the last slide that came up uh, for every, well, everyone was filing out, just had the words on it, be new. And it was up on the big screen. You're in a big church. And I just knew 
like something in my spirit said, that is the name of my studio, my yoga studio. Yeah. And so when I started my coaching business, I resurrected be new. And because it still meant everything it meant to me back then. And it's based on Isaiah. Like, can you not perceive it? God is doing a new thing and he's, and we are new creations in Christ. And so it's, let's be new. Let's own that. Yes. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. that verse. I, that was my verse when we moved to Texas. Um, Mm. Oh my gosh, Katie, remember how we, when we moved and you moved and we were talking on the phone about moving and there was so much like, just, I don't know, transformation in both of our lives during that time. Do you remember that? Like in 20, gosh, what was it? It would have been like 2015. I I moved in 2014 to Texas and we were both still like, I would talk to you through holy yoga and stuff, but like, I remember like God was doing such a shift in my life. And that verse just made me like rest in it. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like he's good and he's got me and he's doing a new thing. And this new thing is what I want. Do you know what I mean? Like I kept, cause you know, you have those moments where you're like, uh, what is God doing? And is this good? And then just trusting him. It is good. He is doing a new thing, um, in so many different ways, but, but you, you had gone through some moves too, and some transformational times like that as well. Yeah. And I don't like change. (laughs) I'm like change averse. (laughs) I'm and change averse. And that move was super scary for me, and, but absolutely Sue. So I remember it very well. I felt like, I felt like God put you on that. put you in my path to encourage me in the move because we're the same age. We both left our hometowns yeah. and, uh, and that's a very difficult thing to do. And so I know that God grew both of us through that. Look where we're sitting today. Right. Yes. Yes. And there's, you know, how God brings you the people to, to coach and brings you like, he does the connections. It's all, it's all his work. And so we give him glory for that. But like, I love it when he brings someone who is on that same kind of path or, or just challenged with those same things that I was challenged with in a move, you know, and you can speak into that because you've been there. Like you've got some street cred on that. Cause you're like, Oh, we did that too. And <laughs> this is what, you know, what helped me. We actually had a great ministry at our church called just moved. And it was for women because so many women moved to Austin, um, yeah. that they have a ministry for it, which turned out to be, uh, such a blessing, but I love the part of our story as well, where I was talking to you on the phone saying that I really felt God calling me into being a, a life coach And I was going to go to this class and I, you know, I was going to take this course and you were like, oh my gosh, I just finished that course. And so again, he put us on the same path. And I remember thinking at that time and, and you even spoke into this. It's like, sometimes we don't want to leave something because we're afraid we're going to be all alone in this new thing, but God's already preparing that space with support for us. Yes. Yes, that was that was another crazy God thing. And so like, I think the word that keeps coming to my mind, like it encouraged me, it gave me courage to keep moving forward. Yep. Yep. I love that. And I hope it encourages people listening, because I think it can be really scary where you feel God calling you into something you're like, Oh, wait, now he wants me to take another like training and I'm going to stop doing this thing I'm doing. I'm going to move like, what am I doing? But like, just to trust that he goes before you and he prepares like connection for you and people and encouragement. He's going to encourage you along the way through people. Yes. He works through so many, so many means, right? Yes. And we never quite 
have clarity about the end. And I think that that's appropriate. We have to just keep trusting him. I had some real clarity last year. I had an aha moment that, you know, like I said, I've never considered myself a risk taker. Like I'm my, all of my family loves to do things like bungee jump and all this crazy stuff. I, oh, I don't yeah. skiing like I'm going to fall off the mountain on the drive up. I'm that girl, <laughs> but I do it anyway. But um, I, I've had a lot of women say to me in this last year, wow, you know, you are, you're really brave. You've started your own businesses. You put yourself out there as a follower of Christ in a lot of different ways. I'm like, you know what? I'm not a risk maker, but I am a risk taker. In other words, I don't like to go create risk for the thrill of it, but if God asked me to do something, you're right. I do it. And uh, I was able to own that for myself as a leader this last year. And that's, honestly been been the story of my career this last 20 years god asked me i say yes and yes i say yes Sarah. yes i so, love that <laughs> and it always scares me and it still scares me i'm not the bravest girl in the room but I yeah do well they say if your dreams aren't scaring you they're not big enough mm, that's yep true right so I would love to ask you the four questions that I always ask people because I love getting some insight into people through this and some good ideas. Um, yeah. So tell me, what is a book that you love? Okay. So like I started to overthink all of these. Reasons. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, so I, and I just went with my gut. Yeah. Okay, so my book, this is one of the first Christian books that I read, and I'm actually reading it again right now because I love it so much. So I have to share this one. It's called Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Ooh. Willard. By Donald Miller? By Dallas Willard. Oh, Dallas Willard. Yes. <laughs> Him too. Okay. Him too. Yeah. So it's kind of heady, but it's all about spiritual formation and who we are in our humanity and how God is growing us to become like Christ. And it's so good. I love it. It feeds my soul. Oh, I love it. Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard. Okay. And what about a movie you love? Okay. So my all-time favorite movie I keep coming back to is A River Runs Through It. Oh my gosh. That was when I discovered Brad Pitt, really. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had my mother-in-law gave me a button with Brad Pitt's picture on it from A River Runs Through It. No, that wasn't A River. Was that A River? No, I'm thinking of... Um. Oh, what's the one with the three brothers and the dad is Anthony Hopkins. Oh, uh, out in the wilderness. When yeah. he like kills the bear or the bear kills him at the end. I can't remember, but I like that movie too. That's <laughs> the one I, um, I was thinking of that one. Oh shoot. I got to look it up, but okay. A river runs through it. Is that Brad Pitt too? Yes. And it was early Brad Pitt and it takes place in Montana and the, the father- and Robert Redford, maybe. No, Tom Scarrett is the oh, yep, yep. Presbyterian minister. And I grew up, I'm Scottish and I grew up in a Presbyterian family and I love the wilderness. And it talks about words, you know, the importance of hearing the words and it's through the river. And um, it just, it's, it's beautiful. It touches, I don't even have words to, I, I couldn't tell you exactly all the reasons I love it, but it touches my soul. I picture them fly fishing in it, right? Yes. Fly fishing is a metaphor mm -hmm, for sure throughout the whole movie. Really cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you for reminding me of that. I, yeah. And then I want to, I, I will have to come up with the, um, I know people are listening to this right now, shouting out the name of the movie I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, um, oh, I love that. Yeah. There's certain movies, like if I'm watching TV and I'm flipping channels or something and they're on and I can't like pass them up. Like I, I just always have to like watch them, you know, and, 
I haven't seen a river runs through it ever, like on TV or anything like that. So I'm like, oh, I'll have to, I'll have to go look and find that one. Yeah. Um, you gotta watch it. All right. So, um, what is a good piece of advice that you've received? And I know there's so many, and this is why I don't say like, what's your favorite book? Cause I mean, we could never, or what's your favorite piece of advice, but like, just what's something good that you've received a piece of advice. I think, you know what, we already actually covered it. It's, it's be you as hard as that is. And as easy as that is find out who that, that woman is and be her and be new. Right. Yeah. It sounds so simple. It's not easy. And that's why we all need each other. And we need to do the work to discover what that really means. But that's my mission. You know, I've been coaching a lot on that and writing about like how we all kind of feel like there's some algorithm. And if we just figure it out, then we're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's such a lie. It's about unlearning all of that and just being fully yourself. Like if you want to be more quote successful or even more happy or live a more abundant life, it's all about being more you, but we spend a lot of our lives kind of figuring out how to be less us because we're trying to be someone else, or we're trying to follow that path that we think is magic to get somewhere we want to go. And it's, it's a lie. So true, Sue. I mean, I ask so many women, what are your strengths? And they're like, I don't know. Or, you know, even like, what is your favorite book? What is your favorite movie? And they struggle or they, they want to say something that they think others will agree with, you know? And so it's a good question for all the listeners. Like, what is your favorite book? What is your favorite movie? You know, like what really resonates with your soul? And I, I love asking those questions and hearing those answers. I do too. And I feel like some, so many times as women, we might just start in with something about our kids or something about our husband or something about what we do. But when you can really like ask a woman, what is it that you really want? Mm -hmm. I think many times women haven't thought about that for a long while, Mm -hmm. maybe ever. Um, It's really empowering to have those conversations. And that's why coaching is so great. You and I both are like, we're like, yay for coaching. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm having so much fun. Like I'm geeking out on this whole conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay. So what about, um, who is someone you admire? Yeah. You know, this is a fun one for me. My great grandmother, I was fortunate enough for that. She lived here in my hometown and back in my hometown on Bainbridge Island and died when she was in her mid nineties. So I knew her well, I got, I, she died when I was 15. So I spent a lot of time with her. She was a pioneer, came across in a covered wagon, um, all of five foot one outlived three husbands. Um, oh my gosh. Crazy pioneer style deaths. And she died with the most positive attitude of anyone I know. She loved the Lord. She loved life. She was flirt. She got kicked out of the dining room in the convalescent center because she was flirting with all the men. For the- <laughs> like, I love this woman. She just let her light shine. Yeah. And they literally, she was the she was the, the cook for a period of time in Montana on a huge horse ranch. And she had such huge biceps, this tiny little thing they thought she had tumors. Like she oh. was so strong. She grabbed your arm and you walked by and pull you in and you could not get away. Oh, I, I admire, I admire her attitude, her heart, her attitude. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. She was flirting in the <laughs> convalescent home. <laughs> what was her first name? Uh, Francis. Francis. That fits. I love it. Yep. 
Oh, that's so good. Right. And, and just to have people in our lives like that, like how great, you know, that was your grandmother and I, or your great grandmother. I feel like for me, that's my mom, like super positive, um, truly happy, loves the Lord. Um, so kind, right. Like just that example and just laughs heartily, like, like really has joy in her heart and, and wants the best for the people around her. And I, I love that. I, I think that's so gosh, don't we want to be that? Like if we die in our mid nineties, I want somebody to be like, oh my gosh, I just loved her positive attitude and the way she loved life and light up a room and all of that. But we forget in the day to day we forget. And we, so I, I love that where they, you know, I don't know if you ever read Stephen Covey when I was in, um, working in business, we read the seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, right. Yeah. And one of the habits was to begin with the end in mind. And that can be like on a project, right? That can be like, okay, how do I want this to end up? Or how do I want this to look at the end? But really, I always think of it with my life, like, right. Mm -hmm. How are, how, how, what will you choose today that will help you and, you know, end how you want to end, right? Like to show up, how do you show up as that person you want to be like, how do you have that kind of impact and influence in the world? You know, that was the, my February newsletter. I opened with, who do you want to be at 70 or even 80? Cause I don't oh. think about that enough. Like that's past career time, right? Like I hope to still be working, but <laughs> right. I, I have, I don't know that this, my great grandmother ever had a job or accomplished anything impressive to, you know, in right. today's standards, but it doesn't matter. She's the person who influenced me the most. And I'm a leader who loves to lead leaders. So that's it. Right. Who are you becoming? Not what are you doing? Yes. And Katie, I feel that so much more as I get older, you know, I think a lot of women are afraid of getting older and I just feel more and more comfortable in my skin every day. And I want to encourage people. It's not bad getting older. It's freeing. Yep. Yes. I don't feel that same striving that I used to feel. It's so True. I mean, I would, I went jogging this morning and my outfit is so weird this morning. I'm like, I really, and I'm back in my hometown, you know, at high school, some of these people would drive by. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I would have cared 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> I hardly jog too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. So I know. Freeing, right. So it freeing. is so freeing. Oh gosh. Well, I've loved this conversation with you and I feel like we could talk for hours, but this is this is just so good. So if somebody wants to learn more about you, where do they find you? Yeah. Um, my website is probably the best place to go. It's be new. Like we talked about be new lifestyle.com or awesome. take the ferry over to Bainbridge Island and meet me for coffee. I would love that. <laughs> Are you still teaching yoga over there? I am. It's right now it's on zoom. I teach at the athletic club, but I think we're going to open up here in a couple of weeks. We're pretty, we're pretty isolated up here in Washington with COVID. Yeah. Tired of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Katie, thank you for just, it's going to make me cry, but just the influence you've been in my life. Thank you for, um, leading well and saying yes. <laughs> and thank you for coming on and telling your story. I love you so much, Sue. I'm so glad we get to do this work and just, I hope Yeah. I hope we get the Lord allows us to continue in many, in many ways for many years. His will be done. Yes. Amen.